welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And we are back this fortnight to talk about uh, David Tennant does a podcast with... Um, which is a very different thing that we that, than than what we usually talk about on the show, and so I'm interested to hear what your thought what your thoughts about it were. Yeah, um, I mean, I really like this as as a as a thing for MediaMD because this is definitely something I would never have thought to try out. Um, mm. and, which is interesting because David Tennant is usually just enough of a selling point to get me to try like pretty much anything. Like you know, you say David Tennant's in X or David Tennant's yeah. voicing X, and I'm like, well, okay, like. Give yeah. the first few episodes a try. <laughs> the fact that David Tennant was voicing the villain in uh, that Netflix show, Final Space, was yeah. one of the big reasons that I initially got into that, because it didn't mm-hmm. look at all appealing to me, but I was like, oh, David Tennant's in it, must be good. <laughs> um, and it was pretty good, so... <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I, I mean, it's funny because I think that that's all started. Like, I, I was one of the people who who really got into Doctor Who when he was the Doctor, and and, and so you know, yeah. it was like, oh, like I love David Tennant, and, and 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 that's definitely how it started. But now he's just been so consistent since then that like it's very much just like, oh, David Tennant. Wait, like I think I think I've left yes. the Doctor Who connection behind, and there's just this broader sense of David Tennant almost always nails it uh, with with his choice of what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, I can't think of a thing that I've seen him in that I haven't that you know i haven't liked um and this i think is an example because he's not mm. obviously not acting or voice acting in this but he is being an interviewer which is not something that i knew was in his set of skills but i mean i'm interested to hear what you thought of it but i definitely yeah. think it's one of his skills um yeah yeah i agree i think i, I think he he's enjoying a, the, a bit of the change of pace in this um like, like you can mm. tell that he, he's enjoying doing something new um and and that's something that he brings up in in a lot of these interviews. This is his and and the others need to sort of continue being challenged or not. Mm. Uh but but yeah, I agree. I, I he's definitely playing to his strengths a bit in that way as well. Like these are by and large people he already knows. Uh and, and they're they're talking like about very relaxed topics. Like this isn't hard hitting interviewing really. Like he's it's almost rather than being an interviewer most of them it's more like he's just having a chat with a friend uh or yeah. someone he's just meeting um but for that chat he happens to have already stalked them on social media and have all the big the big bits <laughs> uh and, and it's not yes. weird um but yeah so i mean i guess i guess you know to substitute the plot summary in we, we've pretty much covered the premise which is david tennant interviews people <laughs> the premise is really in the title david yeah. tennant does a podcast with <laughs> yeah and so yeah it's this interview slash conversation uh hybrid thing uh where he just he just chats to people and 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 so it's a lot of people he's worked with um so i think you know obviously olivia coleman from from broadchurch kristen ritter from jessica jones uh Catherine tate from doctor who um michael sheen from the upcoming good omens which i think is out at the end of this week i I can't wait for that um exciting uh yeah so and then and then some other people who i think he hadn't really met before or you know he sort of kind of knew knew of friends of friends situations and uh and and i thought those added a nice variety as well to to the like they were mixed into the old friends of david episodes like yeah so there's some there's tina fey there's um samantha goldberg samantha b you get the sense that she that that David Tennant doesn't really know these people very well, but he knows mm. of them and they know of him and that's enough to kind of, I don't know, get started. Yeah. Well, and definitely a few of them are, are sort of basically outright state that it's like, you, you get the call and it's like, David Tennant wants to do X with you. And they're all like, yeah, okay. 
which is sort of what we were talking <laughs> about before, but from yeah. from the sort of person who gets asked to do things by David Tennant as opposed to just following what he does. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, and so generally, uh, I, I think it, it's almost like the, the, co- the topic of conversation in most of these is kind of just recounting the person's life or their story. Like, it, it's almost these little you know, uh, where, like, well, not where are they now, um, but, like, you know, like, sort of, how how did you get here type little interviews yep. uh, covering, you know, the the people and, and also what, what makes them tick uh, was a pretty common one. Yeah. Uh, something that comes up in almost all the episodes is how you deal with being a celebrity and how it affects your personal life. And yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm torn on believing whether or not that was like an intentional theme of the interviews or whether that's just i think it's clearly something david has never really come to terms with and mm. is so he's injecting it into all these conversations with other people to vent slash hear how they cope with it um yeah, yeah. i i found i always found that interesting um because it does seem that there is this weird kind of spectrum of how uh grateful the celebrities are to have this attention to how uh, maybe none of them are at that point where it's so so much i mean you know they they are quite all quite famous but none of them are like the most famous people in the world i suppose yeah they're not like uh like universal they're household not a George names Clooney like, or a, yeah yeah um, um but they're, they're obviously especially some of them are who are in you know when you get things like jessica jones or, or doctor who that are very cult uh yeah john ham or ian mckellen is probably the most famous yes person that that is talked to or maybe gordon brown (laughs) yeah reason um i'll come back to that one because i i wanted to talk about that episode specifically because it's obviously quite different that's a different one but yeah you're right let's come back to that later (laughs) um yeah i i just i i almost more got the sense listening to it that uh coping with life as a celebrity is something that is very important to to dt as he's most yeah. often referred to in the thing david Tennant, uh and and something maybe he hasn't quite come to terms with in his own life especially like he often talks about how it's affecting uh the kids um mm. and he talks a lot about that with other people so i, th- I think it was more it's just a big issue for him and, and so that's why it sort of kept coming up um but like yeah you're right i did like hearing there were a pretty varied set of responses to this like there's definitely no celebrity playbook of how to handle being a celebrity they all just seem to kind of wing it uh according to their own personalities which <laughs> yeah. makes sense really uh, I, I think my favorite of those was Catherine tate who kind of seems like quite a shy person in public but has a lot of stories of her mother mm. basically forcing her to interact with people <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean i think the one i most related to was uh I, i'm pretty sure it was Kristen ritter who basically just was like oh, i just don't go out anymore like, I, mm. I, I do if I really have to, and I sort of wear a disguise, but mostly I stay inside and knit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, that'd probably be my play as well if, if that was to ever happen. Um, mm. I mean, but- if we do this podcast for long enough, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I think what really, what really sets us apart from just... Uh, like what you sort of said in the prescription is that like neither, neither of us are really followers of of celebrity culture that much. Like yeah, uh, I I don't tend to keep that up to date on the personal lives of actors and creators. Definitely their professional lives. Like you know, as, as we sort of discussed, there are people like David Tennant. I'm like, oh, he's in X, but 
Yes. Um, I, I'm not aware of, like, y- y- you know, necessarily, like, how many kids he has, what their names are, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and this really focuses on that, but in a very personal way. Um, so, I really liked it. Uh, yeah. You know I what I mean? The, like, there's a difference the, between following what the news is saying about, um, you know, Tina Fey and her children as opposed to just hearing Tina Fey talk about what's going on with her kids. Yeah. Um, I think the word that I eventually came to in the prescription was the vulnerability of it, I suppose. Um, and I think that's what really endeared me to this to this podcast is- it's surprising just how vulnerable these people are able to get in this in this you know interview. Yeah, and and a big part of that is definitely because David's usually right there with them. Like he's he's quite open. Yeah, true. Um, during this, I he's not he he's obviously not the person being asked most of the questions, but he is usually interjecting his own like relevant anecdotes and stuff into it in a way that that opens things up a lot more. Uh, mm. And makes it more of a conversation than just an interview. Mm, yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on was I was really surprised by, maybe not surprised, surprised probably isn't the right word, but impressed, I suppose, it by just how well uh, produced this show is. Um, yeah, I've never listened to like a professionally produced podcast before. Like, I, I guess the exception would be. Hell yeah. um, hey, we're we're professional <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, uh, like, I, I I guess there was thirty six questions. Um, which is obviously mm. sort of a podcast, but I almost don't count that because it it was like a musical. Yes, like, it's, that's it's fair. a bit different. Um, like this is much more just you know some people talking type podcast. Uh, and I've never I've never listened to one of those that clearly has like a whole crew. Like, there's credits at the end of at the end of each episode. Uh, yeah. Which I, I've never dealt with before. And, and like you could see you can see that, um, the editing and, and the quality is really good. Like considering they're just doing a lot of these interviews in the people's houses, the the sound quality and, and uh clarity and what everyone is saying is really good. Like uh, some of the people in here have have strong ish accents that I'm not are not accents I'm super familiar with. So like I can like I had I had less trouble understanding Jody Jodie Whittaker in her episode of this than I did in uh <laughs> In in Doctor Who uh, last year, <laughs> yeah, her accent surprised. I didn't know that she had uh, such a strong accent. Um, yeah, and 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 so that's essentially the voice she's using in in Doctor Who. And I don't think that <laughs> I don't think the sound quality in in that show was was quite up to the snuff of this one. Like there were definitely. I ended up watching most of the season with subtitles on, uh, specifically for a, oh, wow. a, few, a few of the stronger accents. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, because in her interview, she talks about they talk about her accent and they talk about the fact that she has her accent in Doctor Who. Mm. I haven't seen any of that of her season season seasons of her season seasons of Doctor still. Who yet. Yeah, um, and so my reaction to hearing that was like, oh, really? That's an interesting <laughs> way to go. But I guess that's just how it how it played out. Um, I, and I did like it in the show. It was just like, I, I, even at the time, I think I was blaming the, the sort of, because it was just, sometimes it was too quiet and it's like the, mm. uh, and, and TV shows do that quite often. They'll have oft, uh, quite, quite, yeah, quite quiet uh, dialogue and mixing that with, with an accent I'm not super familiar with just sort of meant that I couldn't keep up. Mm. Um, but, but yeah. Um, so, so I guess one thing I want to touch on is obviously there's a div- like diverse cast of people that, that david talks to um in every sense of the word and mm. i i couldn't help but find myself more interested and more invested in the episodes of 
people like I already knew about or, or liked more. So for instance, like uh, you know, Jodie Whittaker or, or Tina Fey, um, those were episodes I was I was very interested in and followed like really closely because I was like, oh, I, like you know, I, I was already big fans of, of them and their work. Whereas mm. like Samantha B, I actually had to look up uh, exactly who who she was. Like that's just not mm. um not not a segment of entertainment I, I've overlapped with and. And similarly, like Gordon Brown, like I, I knew the name, but I'm, I'm not a huge British politics person. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's, I, I agree with you, except for Gordon Brown. Gordon <laughs> Brown was the one to me that was very surprisingly interesting. Um, in particular, because they talk about, there are a few parts in it that are interesting, but there's a part in it I really like where they talk about how he found out that he was, he had like some eye disease I, mm. I can't remember it exactly but um, uh no he messed up his eye sockets and retinas uh playing rugby i believe it was that's right um and they he's telling this story of how he f- he fucked with his vision and he thought he was going he woke up and his vision was messed up and he thought he was going blind and then he had to go and do a like a a greeting or a press thing um and it's just this incredible story, and David Tennant is reacting so, like, surprised because, of course, what any sane person would do in that situation is go to the hospital. hold it off and go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't. And um, yeah, th- there are a few there are a few parts of that specific episode that that really just endeared me to to Gordon Brown as a yeah. person, and that kind of made the episode land quite well for me. I think some of them. Um, there were one or two, I think Jennifer Garner's one, I was a bit so-so on, or, uh, Ian McKellen's one, surprisingly, I was also a bit so-so on. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I think it, it's, uh, like, just, just to make sure, like, I, I wasn't misleading. I, I, I found all of the episodes interesting. Like, I, I wouldn't really say there was a bad episode of this, but I, I definitely found myself getting more invested in the ones of, of people I was already mm. like, like, you know, when I recognized the name, it was like, oh, cool. Like, like, for, like Michael Sheen uh, in particular, like, that was actually possibly my favorite episode because yeah, it was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and alongside my hype for uh, Good Omens, uh, I've been watching season three of The Good Fight and he's a regular uh, in that and he's playing right. absolutely well, a fantastic character seems like the wrong word because it's a, he's a terrible person. The, the person he's playing, but it's it's, it's a very it's a very interesting and memorable character who he's playing. And uh, so it was like you know Michael Sheen was already on my TV uh, for the last two weeks and is going to be as Good Omens gets going. So I was very much like, yeah, Michael Sheen, that's going to be awesome. And and I mean, yeah. I lived up to it. It was it was one of the better episodes. Uh, Oh yeah, he is a fascinating person. Has a lot of very interesting <laughs> stories, and they were able to share a lot of interesting stories about people like Terry Pratchett or Neil Gaiman, who are also very interesting people. I mean, the story where he and Neil Gaiman went Nate Whale was like insane. Uh, like, <laughs> yes, was it was great. pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so yeah. But like, I guess that was just my thing. Like I, I, because we we talked about explained on here, uh, not. Sorry, uh, not that long ago. Yeah. And that was kind of the opposite. Like, with Explained, I found myself much more fascinated by uh, episodes that were on stuff I had never thought about. Like, that exclamation mark episode of Explained was like, whoa, cool. There's so much history behind the exclamation mark. That's ridiculous. Um, and and this was kind of the opposite for me. Like, I, I found myself most interested in, in the stuff of people I already knew about professionally and, and was just interested in learning their personal lives. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah, 
yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I guess, like, looking ahead, so I think, because so, so I think the show or, or the season has ended. I think they described it as a season uh, finale yeah, in the just, Michael Sheen episode. The final episode just came out um, a little bit ago, like a, a week ago or something. Yeah. Well, so so the Mike, Michael Sheen was sort of the last interview, and that was right. that, that was about a month ago. And then yeah. He, yeah, about a week ago they released like a it's almost like a bonus episode, and it's just excerpts that they had to cut um, from other ones, which. So I actually listened to that today, and I don't, I don't understand why they didn't just leave all these bits in because it amounts to about <laughs> an extra two minutes per interview. And I think these weren't the only excerpts. I think the oh, episodes no. were probably quite tightly edited, and these were just the edits that they liked enough to be like, oh, maybe we should have put this in. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. Like, I'm sure that this was not everything that was cut, but like uh, listening to these extra two to three minutes of of cut bits from each episode i was just kind of like why not just leave them in then like like, why are you making a list of things you had to cut that you disappointed you cut not because because <laughs> you know there's like 20 minutes worth of uh difference in some of the episode like you know it's not yeah. like it's like a tv show where they have to hit you know 42 yeah. minutes and 55 seconds exactly like some of the episodes are 40 something minutes some of them are an hour a bit i don't understand why the extra two to three minutes because it was some of the more fascinating like some of these bits that were in the extras, I actually enjoyed a lot more than than other huge chunks of the of the actual episodes. So, mm. um, like I, I, I'm really I, glad they released it. I just don't quite understand why it, <laughs> it needed to be a separate thing. I suppose the reason would be the episodes do have this kind of really nice flow of conversation, which mm. presumably comes from the editing, kind of keeping it all, keeping yeah, the parts yeah. that are on whatever the central theme of that episode is, uh, in. Um, and so there's probably some interesting bits that were great, but didn't kind of fit the flow, and they so they just decided to to cut them out. <sighs> I, I mean, I would agree with that, but then half of these extra bonus bits were introduced by recontextualizing them within the episode, and, and some of <laughs> yeah. them were from episodes I'd listened to in the past three days, and so I was sort of like, I remember exactly where in the episode this would have been recorded, like you know between X and Y, and yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe you're right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so before we before we went off on this tangent, what I was going to say was, um, uh, this is sort of the end of the first season, and and from the sounds of it, hopefully they're going to do more. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I'm definitely keen for more. But there was a, there was definitely a heavy uh, emphasis on actors in, in this, mm. and, and that makes sense. David Tennant's an actor. It's he's talking with people he's connected with and all that. But um. There's so much talk of like writers and and producers, you know, like like Chris Chibnall obviously comes up in multiple episodes. Mm. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Like, I'd love for season two to maybe branch out a bit more and and do some of the behind the scenes people. Like, uh, get some get some writers in. Uh, I like I, I don't know. That's just that's just my on my wish list. I guess is is some more yeah some more of the creatives. Um, also, I'd love to see David in like being the one getting. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah maybe get, maybe get georgia in the chair like she was in that she was in that everyone episode get get her to, yeah uh take apart her husband that'd be cool mm. yeah yeah um yeah i think i think i like david being the interviewer because he 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 knows when to come in with an anecdote and when to just let the guest you know be yeah oh he's very good at he's clearly very good at it um and he's clearly just a very 
normal likable person, which is also another <laughs> thing that this podcast is kind of based on. Because, like, it, you know, if if it was like, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen does a podcast with, like, no one mm. would be saying yes, right? I'm pretty like sure it, Charlie Sheen does do a podcast. Uh, well, but would he get cool people like this on it? Is is my mm, question? Fair. Um, yeah. Actually, one other thing I wanted to bring up. This is pretty irrelevant, but um, I was getting ads. Like, like, you know, there were ads inserted into the episode, which isn't yes. that abnormal. But like, they were localized. Like, I was getting ads for like Commonwealth Bank. Yeah. And stuff in Australia. Oh my god, what's and going I, on there? And I was like, so I guess when you go to download it, they're they're doing some sort of like GOIP thing to to track where you're from. But like, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, how, how do you do that? I mean, step one for us would be having a website that works. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So that that was completely separate little side. I just thought that was actually really cool. Uh, from what the commercial side of the podcast that they had localized ads. Uh, what used. app did you listen to it on? I I use the Apple Podcasts app. I'm, I'm not very creative. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's like up to the podcast provider to put in. Like maybe they no, I don't know. Who knows how this works? But it was cool. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, just just something that stood out to me. Yeah, I got a Woolworths ad. I'm pretty sure at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of mine with a yeah, as I said, Commonwealth Bank. Um, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Very v- very Australian things. Uh, yeah. So they're clearly doing something to figure out where you are when you get the episode. Hmm. Interesting. Or the episode's very Australian target, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which would be wild. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess wh- overall thoughts, what did you, I don't know, how do we sum this one yeah, up? Yeah. Um, well, I just, I, I think the thing I've got to come back to is sort of what I opened with, which is I love this because it was so different. Like, this is never the sort of thing I would have found on my own. I probably would have dismissed it. Even, even with the David Tennant factor, I would have been like, oh, it's just interviews with celebrities i've i've got like you know uh, fiction to read uh basically yeah. is, is is the way i tend uh and i'm glad that i was forced to go out of my comfort zone a bit because i really enjoyed this <laughs> yeah i would definitely recommend people check out the michael sheen episode because it it's a great example of what you'll get from yeah, these episodes or, or if anyone else on the list stands out to you as someone that you yeah you respect their work definitely just just jump into that episode and 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 yeah, cause, and, and I think all of the episodes are good. Um, but you know, I would totally understand if some people just just pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Anything so, else you want to say about this one? Well, I guess I got to wrap it up with a number. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to give this one a nine. Like I. Oh shit! I I really enjoyed the unique experience, and and there were just some bits I loved so much. Like yeah, there were episodes that had me completely captivated end to end. Uh, which yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. A nine out of ten. Pretty good. Um, so, Elliot, next fortnight, it's your turn to bring something to me and the audience. What have yes. you got for us? <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay. <laughs> you did bring something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I've got something. I've tried to decide the best way to open this. Um, so, what I'm bringing is the 1999 movie Galaxy Quest. I guess just oh. uh, explaining what it is. So, have you heard of this? I... Does it have Alan Rickman in it? Yes, yes. Okay, then it's the one I'm thinking of. I have heard of it. I've never seen it. Who knows what? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a sci-fi parody, right? Yeah. So the thing I wanted to compare it to coming into this is, is last year we talked about our anime crimes division. Um, <laughs> this is a good place to start from because I loved <laughs> anime crimes division. Yes, and so I think the thing I'm really interested to to hear in your review of Galaxy Quest is. 
Anime Crimes Division was like a loving parody of anime and anime culture. Um, yeah. And, and obviously, neither of us are particularly big on anime, but we still loved Anime Crimes Division. Um, mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest is essentially the same thing, but for sci-fi. Um, mm. p- specifically Star Trek, although I, I've never seen any Star Trek except for the J.J. Abrams movies. Um, which, I haven't which, even <laughs> seen those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I saw those after seeing Galaxy Quest. So, like, even even the Stargate fan in me uh, attached to Galaxy Quest's uh, memes um, pretty well. But, it, yeah, it's essentially, it's a loving parody of Star Trek slash sci-fi slash sci-fi fan culture. Um, mm. and, like, I think, actually, at one Star, Star Trek convention, it was voted, like, the seventh best Star Trek movie out of, like, 13 movies. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, it's definitely, it's a loving parody. Like it was written by Star Trek fans um, and, and uh, a lot of the original Star Trek actors have like praised it as uncannily accurate, uh, which is hilarious. Interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's essentially, it's about the cast of uh, a mo- uh, an old TV show called Galaxy Quest, which is just yep. Star Trek. Uh, yep. And, and, you know, it's like 20 years later and all their careers suck. And so they just go from con to con, like doing signatures and, and generally being miserable, and then some complications happen that uh, you you will see. Um, okay, but, but yeah, I mean, it's got so as as we sort of touched on, it's got Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, and Tim Allen. So oh my gosh, um, big some, names. Yeah, some some good names, particularly for for the time. Like you know, this is back in '99. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I just I just love this, and I, I'm very keen to see. I know you're not as big. Uh, uh late 90s early 2000s sci-fi fan as me which is definitely a huge part of my love of this movie but i think i think you'll still be able to appreciate the things it's saying especially as uh pop culture fandom like this has definitely exploded since the movie was made it's it's possibly before its time uh this film right so is it a is it a kind of not critique but does it tackle these elements of like being a fan of things like this being a pop culture fan Definitely, it's probably more from the side of being one of the actors in in a show like this. Like, like the the main mm. characters are all the lead actors in in the Galaxy Quest. In show. the Galaxy Quest show, so yeah. so it's about what it's like to be an actor with all of these obsessed nerdy fans who know way more about the show and, and the the world of the show <laughs> than you ever will. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and as I said, it's an affectionate parody. Like that, I think that was a line that the creators have said they were very worried about crossing, and I, I don't think they did. I think this very much comes across as making fun of sci-fi fandom from a place of loving sci-fi and sci-fi fandom. Awesome. Yeah, I like the I like the wholesome parody like vibe, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Anime Crimes Division. That vibe of like, we love this and yes it's flawed and we love it despite its flaws, but like it's kind of yeah. you know, tongue in cheek poke fun at it. It's it's like that how stupid is it when we do X as opposed to how stupid <laughs> is it when Blah does X? Like Yeah, it's- totally. It's such a like wholesome way of appreciating and kind of um getting towards the the subversion of these tropes that you love in your kind of genres. Yeah. Yeah, so so I, I'm I'm just yeah I, I'm I love this movie and I'm I'm going to be watching it again over the next two weeks, but I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> Is that very why excited. you brought it? Just for an excuse? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm very interested to uh yeah to see to see what you think as someone who's not as invested as in sci-fi as I am. Okay, well, Galaxy Quest. I'll have to check it out and we'll see what I thought of it in uh in a fortnight when we come back. Yep. Um, but that's the end of Media MD for this fortnight. Uh, 
If you enjoyed listening to the show, hey, why not leave us a review on iTunes? It's super great, and we get all the reviews, even the ones outside of Australia. So even if you're outside of Australia, definitely leave us a review and tell us what you thought of the show. Uh, yes, and if, if if you're not getting enough of us from Media MD, you can also tune into Deep Impact, which is a show that we do a lot more often than uh, Media MD. Uh, yes. And, and in that show, we're following Wobbo's Web Serial Pact, and it's very good. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, man, the latest episode we talked about for an hour, which when we started, I think we were like, hey, let's try and keep our episodes about 25 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going well. Um, we also just recently, so Deep Impact is on uh, the Doof Media Network, a, a lovely Patreon-supported podcasting network. And just recently, we both were on another episode, uh, another show in the Doof Media Network, the Doofcast, where we were talking about season two of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, we also recently did season one of Avatar The Last Airbender on that same show. <laughs> so if you're a fan of Avatar and want to kind of uh, embrace some more discussion about it, something like 10 years after it's ended, um, <laughs> the Doofcast, you can find the Doofcast at doofmedia.com uh, and see our episodes on there. Yeah, and if you're not an Avatar fan, then then go out and watch the show because clearly oh, yeah. you haven't watched I've, it. We've we've <laughs> if you're not an Avatar fan, we've talked about it on this show so many times. Like surely by now you have to watch it. It's awesome. You'll you'll <laughs> love it. Watch it. You'll you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, and and if you want to tell us how much you enjoy it, uh, you can reach us on Twitter at, at MediaMDPodcast. Yep. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, Twitter is a great place to do so, or you can shoot us an email at mediamdpodcast at gmail.com. Um, all the things that we just mentioned, uh, links to our Twitter, reviews on iTunes, our email address, all that stuff, you can also find on the website, which is mediamdpodcast.com. Uh, you can also, on the website, find clues for the MediaMD ARG, where you can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his doctor so jovial. Elliot, why don't you tell the uh, the listeners this fortnight's clue? Batteries. Batteries. And we will see you next fortnight. Fortnight.